Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Ohio only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Uh, I have a great topic for you tonight, and uh, one that definitely pertains closely to the Baltimore Ravens, who always make very good use of their roster space. But we're going to talk about the new roster rules for 2022. They seem to be changing all the time, and we have the best person possible to talk about that. Brian, good, good, Brian. good. How Just you doing? Got back from vacation. Uh, Feeling recharged, although going back to work for the first couple of days was not fun. Never is. <laughs> uh, Ala Murata in the Florida Keys. Uh, beautiful down there. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, 
All right, great. Uh, so, Brian, you're you're certainly the expert on all things cap. Uh, you're the the understand the nuances to a degree that uh, uh, is really extraordinary, and that's true, I think, as well as the roster rules. Just in our production meeting, you're going through this. Uh, you're way ahead of me in terms of knowing what's going on. I. I Mentioned it a couple times on the show, but I knew we had to have this discussion uh, to really get down to the nitty gritty. So why don't you take us through it from the top down start with the IR, I think, which is the most important. Yeah. So the IR rules of all of these rules have basically changed three times. We went from the old CBA to the new CBA in 2020. Of course, that a lot of those rules never really got implemented because COVID hit. So then the COVID rules were for 2020 and last year, 2021. And now we have some uh, more adjustments um, that kind of, you know, kind of in the middle of the original rules and the, and the COVID rules. Uh, teams seemed to teams and I guess liked what they liked the way the COVID rules work. So they've modified some things. So with IR, uh, the, originally uh, it was one going back through the old CBA. Then it became two. Um, the new CBA was only going to raise that to uh, to one more player. Um, and so it was only going to be three. And under those rules, the player must have sat out for eight games uh, on IR before he could return. Um, so then in the COVID rules, because obviously we had so much um, going on, <laughs> um, they decided to uh, change that. And it became uh, unlimited number instead of three. It went to an unlimited number of players that you could designate to return, um, and also uh, very, which was very much uh, uh, good for most teams. The players only had to sit out three weeks, not eight, and that's a that was a substantial change. And you could, you could see teams really using it to their advantage for guys that had shorter term injuries that you could, you didn't, it didn't matter. You couldn't, it wasn't, you were using up space for a guy for a couple of weeks. Um, whereas in, under the old rules, when it was two or three, um, you obviously had to be very judicious uh, in, in your, um, you know, uh, how you used it. Teams were being judicious, but if you if you think back, I think it was the very first year that they put the rule in place with only one player allowed to return from IR was the Ray Lewis year, the, the probably the most famous usage maybe of all time of, of a return from IR. There was a designated to return um, uh, label on it then, so when he went on IR, they had to DTR him at that point as well. Correct, another correct, yes. The, no, that, that no, no longer, longer exists. exists. Um, however many players you have on uh, designated return at that point, um, they can return. Um, so, yeah, back then you could okay. put um, basically when you put the guy on IR, that was you designated him. And if it didn't work, it didn't work. Yeah. Okay. It's a, the other really serious concern there is the eight week limitation. There aren't too many people you want to do without too many players you want to do no, without for eight for weeks. For sure. And so if, if you had a three or four week injury, which is a lot of the ones that you return at all from, then you, you know, you wanted to keep that guy on your 53 and he wouldn't be on the active roster, but everybody has a few walking wounded that are stashed on the sure. non. Yeah, absolutely. Roster. So it was, it was a way of getting some healthy bodies in for a couple of weeks. Um, now that has changed. So now the, uh, the rule for this year and seemingly going forward, though the rules don't say that, but this seems like like I said earlier, a middle ground between the what they had intended under the CBA and kind of the old rules, so to speak, and then how well it worked 
um, during the COVID. So now it is you can you can designate eight players to return. And uh, obviously, if that guy doesn't return, he, he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't re- recover, then that's it. You can't add another one after you get to eight. Um, players can actually return twice um, under the new rules. Uh, but you, if you do twice, that's hmm. two of those eight. Um, so you only have eight opportunities. It's not really eight players to designate return to return. It's eight opportunities. It's eight correct. opportunities. Um, and now those players only have to sit for four, for four games. So uh, much better than eight. Um, not as good as last year's three, but pretty close. Okay, so four games is worse than three. That's a, that's a significant restriction. Eight is worse than unlimited from the Ravens' perspective, who you know are a user, and you might add an A B mm-hmm. somewhere in that word to the, the 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 rules themselves. But the other component is the DTR component to it. It's eight DTRs now. It's not you can return eight guys from an unlimited Correct. set of IRs that you might have. And I think we can easily see how the Ravens, uh, you know, with their, their, their history of handshake deals they've had with uh, fifth and greater year veterans, uh, might want to get four additional guys onto the roster. So might anybody with a lot of draft picks. You know, you, you last thing you want to do is lose a draft pick. So uh, put them on the roster on an, on an IR status to start the year, and and you bring them back after after four games. Uh, seems like it could be a place that a Demarion Williams might start the season, or other players. And, and Demarion Williams, I'm I'm picking on him, but you know, it, it, it'd be a player who you like, but you maybe don't like enough that he could make you. Yeah, year. I mean, absolutely, and I think that's you know, like we said, now they have to learn how to be judicious with it. Um, and you know, I mean, you know, in the old days, you talking about, you know, kind of stashing rookies, but in the old days you, you were, they were lost for all for the whole season. So, um, but now, yeah. yes, it's, um, you have, to, you have that limited number, uh, you're back to that limited number for sure. All right. So, uh, one of the things I was kind of liking as the Ravens have gone along here is they've acquired a number of fairly obvious handshake deal players over the last month and a half or so. Uh, Tony Jefferson was probably in the category before, but they've got others on the team like Brent Urban now uh, they've acquired. And, you know, it's fairly easy to go through the Ravens roster, sort by, all you got to do is sort by the number sure. of years column. And you can pretty much right. figure out who the sure. guys are right away. So uh, uh, who else would fit in this? Kayvon Seymour, if he makes the team, would certainly be there. Vince Beagle falls into this category, no doubt about it. Um, uh, don't think Jawan James does, but you know what? Jawan James might even be a player that, that fits into the category as well. Mike Davis, certainly a, a, a player in that category. Anyway, you can see that there's, there's a fair number of players the Ravens could have done this with. So here's the question I think interests me more than others is, was this rule almost specially crafted to deal with teams like the Ravens that are especially adept at managing their roster and, and have, you know, a, a, a reputation for depth building? Yeah, I'm not. I mean, obviously, the old rules were very restrictive. Um, so they've certainly, you know, um, I, I don't I think, I, you know, the COVID rules were, were an extreme circumstance so i'm not sure this was necessarily crafted for them because like i said under the old rules you couldn't do any of this they went crazy last year but i'm not sure that that's wasn't a you know a true byproduct of 15 guys on ir at you know any given time 
So, uh, you know, I, I, bringing it back just seems like sort of a compromise between what we'd agreed to basically two years ago, you know, two, year, two years and a couple months mm-hmm. ago. Um, and, you know, we like how it worked, but we, we don't want to go too, we don't want to let teams go too crazy with it. So, uh, I mean, that, you know, and I, I, whether the Ravens would have gone that crazy, but for the injuries, I guess, remains to be seen. Yeah, I'd say it would be a question if the Ravens were in the room influencing the discussion on the topic, would they have been a team that wanted more? Or I mean, they, they probably would have said, of, hey, you know, well, we hope we never need it again like that. But if we do, we'd like to have it. And, you know, I mean, it, it's probably only gonna, going to really affect, you know, a few teams a year that, that have that just that huge rash of injuries. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to. Well, I mean, there's the rash of injuries, but there's also the the ability to put people on IR by the vet trick, by the vet handshake agreement sure. at the beginning of the year. You officially are saving additional players. So, yeah, the injuries during the season, they do, do have an impact. And a lot of players you don't want to be without for that period of time. But you're effectively able to stash additional depth at multiple positions in the roster to start, to start sure. the season. So you really... Yeah, you're not talking about a 53 anymore. If you had unlimited returns, you'd be talking about right. a 57-man roster sure. or a 58-man sure. roster sure. if you really wanted to. Yeah. Well, keep in mind, though, that to designate a player to return at the beginning of the season, he has to be on the 53. I, I got you. So he has to be. He has right. to make the 53. Then you have five handshake deals right. on the side with five veterans. If, okay, so you I have see, 58, okay. not right. 53. Right. Okay. So that's that's where it's the handshake deals that that drive to me the ability to abuse sure. the the uh, uh, thing. And you know, maybe and I, I've never heard of this happening, but maybe the NFL actually looks into some injuries for young players. Everybody's banged up by the end of camp. So it's going to be a matter of degrees always. But, uh, you know, yeah, they do. They do. There, there's a, I think I'm going to say that the in, they have to document that the injury is at least five week a five week injury or maybe a six week injury something like that. It's not huge, um, but that allows you to put the player back in the day on IR for the whole season. Um, now, now obviously, if they only have to sit out four games, that's different. Um, you know, uh, four games is the number they have to do- they would have to document a four week injury. Um, so, but even then, actually, I'm not sure because it seems like some guys go on IR and then they practice as soon as that four weeks is up, they practice and sometimes they're in the game. So they had to have seemingly recovered a little quick, more quickly than that num that four game number or three, it being three last yeah, year. Actually. I, I mean, it's just, it, it, it really becomes a question of, look, I, if, if the guy's going to be back in three weeks and I'm pretty sure that it, it might be a case of with the three-week rule or with the four-week rule now that you kind of just want to weigh whether or not you're willing to sit the guy for four games, even though it's a two- or three-week yeah, injury. Yeah, for sure. Uh, now, I, you, you wouldn't be incented heavily to do that when you have right. a restricted number of these returns. But one, one question I would have, Brian, is do you really have a sense of how many injuries, maybe even looking at the Ravens injuries last year, how many of their in-season injuries – ended up being things where the player could have returned because they had a lot of season. Um, Yeah, I think most of them were season ending. And again, because they were, you know, it was unlimited number um, unless they were season ending, they could have always designated them to return. So, yeah, I mean, you had some, they thought were going to be back, you know, 
uh, Derek Wolf being in the news recently, you know, and they actually they designated him to return and he practiced a couple maybe once <laughs> or a couple times that it wasn't much. Um, so there were there were certainly some from the beginning. And I guess he was one of those guys that had to be on the 53 before they put him on uh, IR going back to, uh, to that point. But, yeah, I mean, most of them, I mean, uh, the key injuries were all, unfortunately, were uh, uh, then in Lamar's at the end. It was basically season ending as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they probably knew it was season ending. I, it would be questionable. I mean, it's Lamar's. They probably would have seen Rob return yeah. if they had a chance to do it. Yeah, they need those. Yeah. What, so if you have if if you start the season, my, the, the reason I'm asking the question is because I'm trying to figure out if you want to start the season with four DTRs out of your rookie class or maybe it's Ardarius Washington or you know, a second year guy that you still believe in. Um, can you do that to pack some depth and take a risk on how many players you think are legitimate DTRs during the year? Who could come back? Sure. From, so if from, you use four, you've used your half up already, you know. And if they are your, yeah, as you said, more your depth future guys, that's probably running more of a risk um, because you know if you if you hit that fifth injury at some point, you know, down the road. Now I, w- I actually want to look at the rules because um, it says they're eight. It's not unlimited. But I, I and I don't know if the rule it, um, and they were it's kind of a three page thing that the NFL and PA put out to the to the teams and uh, Aaron Wilson posted it back in May. I have to take a look at that. Whether you truly have to you can bring eight guys back or eight you have eight opportunities, mm-hmm. um, whether you have to DTR them when you. Well, they have to be designated or not. So okay. I apologize because we, we kind of got on that and my brain just all of a sudden said, you know what? I'm not sure I saw that in the language either way, actually. Uh, it's nothing, nothing sticking. So mm-hmm. in that case, yes, and that would be even more so. You could put those guys on and then, you know, if they're if they're healthy now, you run the risk when players are healthy, they're technically supposed to come off of IR. Now, you once you've reached your eight return, you can't. But for some of those, and I guess right. if you use up all of your eight, it's not a problem. But for some of those guys, if it is a full, true four or five week injury, some of the younger guys at some point, I mean, they, technically they could squawk. I guess I mean, I, most young guys aren't going to squawk. Yeah. Um, the, you know, cause the team's saying, "Look, we want to keep you on IR. We want you here. You know, we, we want you in our system, and we're you know, looking forward to seeing you in training camp next year or OTAs." Um, but it's older guys that can be problematic. Sure. Well, I, I would understand that certainly, and that's a reason why you'd probably want to do it at the beginning of the year. But the but with regard to the um, uh, returning player, so if you're if you're an IR guy, do you have to be designated as to return before you start practicing, or can you practice? The team gets to decide. No, you whether you're to practice. DTR. You have to be DTR'd. So once once that okay. happens, then that so, practice period opens, and um, you know if, if you're ready you're ready and of course if you're not you've just blown a dtr like they like they would have with wolf last year had there been a limited number and wh- and what's the period of practice weeks before there's a required it's three weeks to well, the there's there's no required practice weeks you can practice up to three weeks yeah that's what i want before a decision has to be made yeah okay so so you can stash a guy for an unlimited amount of time and get him back for three weeks 
prior to his return. And we're still, it's still up in the air. And I really want to hear this. This will be, I'll tag you when this is posted. And I, I hope you'll give us the answer right away in terms of, of whether or not you have to tag that guy's DTR when he goes on IR. Sure. Yeah, that's, 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 that's key for sure. That's the heart of this. All right. That's fantastic stuff. There's also changes, I understand, to the practice squad. Yes. So the practice Uh, squad um, became uh, – it's floated, but it's kind of – it's close back. It's pretty close to what the original rules under the the CVA were supposed to be. So the original rules were – it was to be 12 players on the practice squad in 2020. That was going to jump to – and that was up from 10. Um, for the under the prior CBA, so it was for twenty and twenty one, it was supposed to be twelve players, and then for this year or through the rest of the CBA, it was it was going to go up to fourteen and be fourteen total. Um, there were uh, under the old rules, there were only two players. You could only designate two players, or I'm sorry, not designate. You could only sign two players to a practice squad who were unlimited had unlimited service time. So if you think back to the um, Josh Bynes, Josh Bynes. and um, when they the, the, the first one was uh, gosh the receiver from, came from te- um, Dallas uh, Des Bryant Des Bryant yes yeah, Des Bryant um, so those kind of guys um, and then under the under the uh, CBA rules you had that new element which was that standard elevation where you could uh, call any player up uh, two players per game and you could call any player up twice off the practice squad before you either had to cut them or put them on uh, or, or put them on your 53. So the COVID rules changed that, added two players to um, the the practice squad, well, actually four players during those years. So it went from 12 to 16 during the COVID years. You are now la- allowed uh, six unlimited service time players um, wow. the, of the 10, of the 12, I'm sorry, of the 16. And uh, standard elevation stayed the same. However, there was now a COVID elevation. So for every player that went on IR or the, I'm sorry, the COVID list, you could, you could elevate a player from the practice squad. And that didn't, did not count uh, as part of his two standard elevations. Another COVID rule um, was that you could, every week you could protect four players uh, from another team trying to come and poach them during the week. Uh, And that way you had them through that week. Uh, just in case uh, they did not okay. keep that. Uh, that was one of the rules they did not keep. So the, the new rules, um, and it's all, this all came down in May, was they are sticking with the 16 players on the practice squad. Um, the, they've kind of adjusted that unlimited service time player. There are now three levels of, of player who can be on the practice squad. You have um, your normal guy, so to speak, your regular guys. I don't know what the term they use for it, but um, that is your player who's, 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 you know, your undrafted free agent uh, or has never made a 53-man roster and basically has never had what's called an accrued season. Um, so that's one level. Then you have another level of players that under the old rules you could only have four of, uh, of on the practice squad, and that was players who have an accrued season but less than two accrued seasons. So once you hit two accrued seasons, then um, you, that was you, then you become unlimited, and that's the unlimited. So they have those three levels. So the combined, uh, so they combined the the exempt players, which are those middle group, and the unlimited, and said you can have ten of those total. 
Um, so, but it could be, I mean, it could technically be, it could be 10 unlimited guys. So it could be 10 true veterans, you know, those Josh Bynes and guys. Okay. So, so the restriction is that you basically only six of your 16 can, or sorry, a minimum of six of your 16 need to be less than uh, one accrued season. Okay. And then 10 of more than one accrued season all the way up to, uh, right. want to bring yes. Lewis yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't, and you can have more than right. six of the unlimited now amongst that 10. All right. All right. That's, that's terrific information there. I did want to ask you about two elements here. One is the cap impact of practice squad and IR player players. I know you talk a lot about the rule of 51 and my understanding is that's an off-season thing. When you get into the season, Correct. you pay for everybody, right? Correct. So, yeah. So when we look forward to the season right now, we're talking rule. So if you say there's, you know, four $4 million in cap space, um, that only includes that top fifty-one, um, and then you know from there um, you go to the season starts, and that's one fifty-three count because you have fifty-three on the roster, and then you have your practice squad which is now 16 and however many players end up on ir uh, pup as well um, they all count uh, on the cap so it makes it you know there's, okay. a, there's a lot of cap space that is needed that you don't think about at this time of year that's needed for those spots and unfortunately it's, it's kind of like adding insult to injury for a team like the ravens last year to have a, a really bad injury year kill their season and also kill oh absolutely and that's you know you know the costa said uh, recently that uh, I guess not that recently back in March that, you know, they, they didn't have enough cap space to make an in-season move, which they had done in prior years. And, you know, he likes to do if the opportunity arises. So, and that's when you have all those guys on IR that's eating up that space. Yeah. yeah and they were actually, I think during the season, they went with it because they have the practice squad elevations and you, and you don't necessarily need the entire roster, but they had less than 53 on the roster for multiple weeks just to try and save money on a practice squad. Yeah, I mean, I think that's where, you know, we're talking about how well they manipulated the roster. I mean, that's that was the thing they were doing because when you had the, you know, and then, of course, you had some guys on COVID, so you had a couple more guys you could call up, and it made it, you know, they Mm -hmm. obviously balanced the practice squad such that, I mean, because one week I think they had four cornerbacks on the practice squad at one point with all the injuries they had. So, you know, I mean, that's what they that's that's the way they were manipulating it and it worked out. But, yes, to save cap space, um, there, there weren't 53 guys. And they had a couple of guys coming off of IR real quick. So those spaces got filled week four or five or six. All right. One more question I have before we before we uh, put this to bed: the the uh, Derek Wolf uh, injury settlement. Do you have any? Uh, no, nothing is. is no, it's, nothing's been reported at this point. Um, it hasn't hit the NFLPA uh, site yet, and they're, to be honest with you, notoriously bad at adding injury settlements. Uh, I don't know why, because the, the mm-hmm. seemingly, you know, here's the agreement. It comes in just like a contract comes in. You would think it would get processed similarly, but. It, it, so it it could be honestly it could be weeks. <laughs> um, where, where would you set the goalposts on that? And we heard some things about you know the Ravens were willing to to slap an NFI designation on them after they saw the hunting activity being done and whatnot. Where would you slap the goalposts on it in terms of what that settlement might look? For yeah, I mean, the, I mean, players? obviously, if they if if they you know couldn't put him on NFI if he you know was truly injured, then he's owed the two million. So that's one end. And then, of course, if they cut him, 
or if they put him on NFI and he would file a grievance. But if they won the grievance and said, you know, you you voided your your guaranteed money by, you know, claiming injured and you really weren't, you know, and then you had another surgery and you're kind of milking the system, whatever, whatever, you know, the whatever they wanted to say it that then they could get away with zero. So it's basically between zero and two million. Um, so, you know, the, I think they both had arguments. He's got, hey, it's guaranteed. But I think obviously the threat of NFI and just drawing it out, you know, made Wolf say, OK, well, I'm willing to take less. So if it's right in the middle, who knows? So if, uh, let's say it was sure. one million just for just for argument's sake or just to put, put a peg. Um, how would that affect the Ravens cap? Because he's, he'd be a post June one release. Would that be, get money be split? No, because that's salary. So that that's considered salary. So it's basically okay. his two million dollar salary was reduced to a million. So that created the you know basically almost like taking a pay cut. Um, so that would then basically reduce um, the money under in his column at this point the dead money down to a million instead of the two. All right. Outstanding. Brian, you've got the answers for everything. We really appreciate it. And uh, uh, thanks for coming on again. Uh, other folks out there, if you'd like to be on a film study short, hit me up with a DM. Uh, nice narrow topic like this that you can discuss in, in Brian's kind of depth in 25 minutes would be fantastic. Uh, I don't want to set the bar too high. Please uh, come to me if you're passionate about any topic and I'd love to talk to you. Uh, Brian, always, thanks again so much for being on. Tell sure. Well, thanks for, for, sure. thanks for having me on. Um, I'm on uh, Twitter, uh, Raven Salary Cap. Uh, you know, when when things happen, um, work's been kind of crazy this week, but thankfully nothing's happening right now. But, you know, if it, when I when I get the information, as soon as I get it, I'll put it together and get it out there. And then, of course, I write uh, articles for uh, Russell Street Report. I do all the salary cap articles there. Anytime you want to know what their cap space is and you want the most up to date, it's there. Um, there's some other sites out there, some good, some not so good. They have it's tough for them. They have to do every team. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, you know, but uh, if you're looking for the most up to date, it's on that site. And of course, I list things on Twitter all the time, too. OK, Brian, much appreciated. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks so much again, again for coming on. Uh, always a very appreciate good it. Sounds good. Okay. We'll talk to you next time. I'm sorry. <laughs> This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.